When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, indeed. Hour number two. Just let the Curtis Mayfield wash over you on St. Patrick's Day. There's green liquid to be consumed. You can, whether you're the DD or not, get out here to Twin Peaks Stastny. If you are the DD, we've got some lovely green water right here that we've been sampling. There's some other green liquids available at the bar here at Twin Peaks Stastny. The screens have the games fired up. And your team of the moment to watch out for, because they may be about to tear up part of your bracket, Kennesaw State. Yes, we'll get you that score coming up. It's Chad and Zay, live from Twin Peaks, down here on Stastny. Shout out to our crew. Shout out to Jack Farrell for getting us set up on the technical side of things. Our hey, man, Jack. man Derek Cohen is here as well, helping get things set Derek. up. They are both uh, rocking some version of green. This is kind of a dirty, like a hunter's kind of green. Why you got to say dirty? No, dirt. like, like no, I'm not a bad way. It's plaid. It's clean. Like it's a, plaid. Green plaid. Like a, yeah, like, a, like a darker green dirty. But it's got like a grungy Eddie Vedder feel to it. Okay, say that. Yeah, grungy. Grungy. Yeah, then say Eddie's name. That sounds a little better. But Eddie Vedder green <laughs> is what we've got over here. And then Derek's rolling with some, uh, some Austin FC, some Verde over there. He's got the Verde in black uh, shirt on. He's got a nice master's hat on, a lot of green going on out here. Hopefully you're having a great St. Patrick's Day, and we will get you the tournament updates coming up. We've talked, obviously, about Texas, the whipping of Colgate last night. They whipped Colgate. Everybody really got whipped last night. Wasn't a lot of close stuff. They, that game happens that way. Obviously, Penn State really put it on A&M. Houston, it was kind of closer than they probably wanted it to be, but they end up winning by double figures. Houston, uh-oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a team to watch out for because not only did we went into it watching Sasser. Sasser aggravates the growing injury in the game, then leaves. That's probably, not probably, that's what makes the game closer than it would have been otherwise, Zay. But here's the other thing. After the game, Kelvin Sampson kind of pulled the Steve Sarkeesian with the broken hand at the press conference and said something he didn't need to say. He told everybody that Jamal Shedd's got a knee injury. Yeah, he was hobbling around. And I guess it's one of those you could see it, but then for him to actually say that, oh, yeah, he's dealing with the knee, he's been dealing with the knee issue. And then the interviewer's like, oh, I didn't realize that about Jamal. So now you got both of the big-time guys that banged up for Houston. How will they be able to recover in time for that Auburn game? That's something we really got to watch. Can they get to the Sweet 16 and get some rest? Or is this something that Auburn can take advantage of? Yeah, because Auburn, they have a couple of good guards that without Sasser and Shed not being healthy like we're normally used to seeing him, they can get got. Yeah. And we, I've been talking about this all year long. It's the reason why I got Houston going down the Sweet 16. I thought they'd be able to get by, uh, you know, Auburn and the games tomorrow. So we'll see what happens there. But 
this Sassler injury, I mean, a groin in basketball, so much lateral movement, change of direction. Like, I, I knew that was going to flare back up. It just it hasn't yeah. been a week. He played in the AAC tournament, and it looked bad there. So coming in this game, he tried to play on it, but that's something that, you know, it's a very dangerous injury, and you don't want to push it too hard. But this time of the year, you want – you need a little bit of luck, whether that's the opposing mm -hmm. team might be missing the player or your team being completely healthy. But with your good team and as good as you could be, you need a, bit, need a little bit of luck, and a lot of that – is health and looks like it's hitting Houston at the wrong time. Yeah, and it's a really interesting kind of blinking light to the rest of that Midwest region. They are the number one seed. So for everybody else in that region, Texas, the Texas Penn State winner, uh, right now Xavier is in trouble anyway, but if they were able to survive it, the idea that they could take advantage of Houston having those uh, injuries could be big. Jamal Shedd was really toughing it out in the game. He's obviously a tough kid. Shout out to the folks out in Maynard that are rooting for Jamal and Houston, but that's something we will keep an eye on. So game's going on right now. It is uh, less than two minutes to go. Michigan State in control, 66-57 over USC. Looks like they're going to be able to finish that one off. The big one everybody's watching right now is Kennesaw State. They're up 13 on Xavier at that 16-minute timeout. 51-38 is the score right now. Uh, and then how about this score? Three minutes to go first half. UC Santa Barbara, 31-29 over back. 14 leads a three twice. Two 14s leading two three seeds right at this moment. VCU and St. Mary's underway. It's three VCU very early stages of that one. So we'll keep all of that in mind. We will update you, but Kennesaw State is brewing an upset right now, but it is early in that second half. Uh, also, plenty of football stuff obviously going on. NFL season has begun, the business season has begun and today we got a longhorn with a new home i've heard a lot of talk about deontay foreman lately of where's he going to end up could he help somebody out is he the type of back that this team would need that team would need i've heard a cowboy discussion you know about deontay it's going to be chicago because montgomery if you missed it goes from the bears to the lions so the bears needed somebody to help out there they get Deontay Foreman at running back, one-year deal, $3 million. They also grab the tight end, Robert Tunyon, from the Packers. So yeah. I like those moves for, for Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Chicago's been making some good moves in this offseason. We know that they trust Jalen or Justin Fields to be the future quarterback. We'll see how long that lasts. But for Deontay Foreman, he had a solid season this past year with the Panthers. Him and Chuba Hubbard, they were a nice little one-two punch. And mm -hmm. they beat some pretty good teams in that really bad NFC South. But, yeah, just a new look for him. He has, you know, 26 years old. So he doesn't have many years left. We know once you get around 28 or, you know, round 30, that's when they start looking at these younger guys coming into these drafts or, you know, these guys are around 23, 24 years old at the running back position. So if he could squeeze these years out, I think him and Justin Fields, they could have a solid relationship. And Chicago, I think they're going to surprise a few people next year. And for you, can he still be – like, De to me, Deontay's on the other side of the discussion from, like, a Tony Pollard. With Pollard, it's is he a little too small at times to be your every down back. With Deontay, it might be that other side of is he a little too physical sometimes, too big yeah. to go, you know, can he be your, your true speed and workhorse? Do you think in the right combination – Deontay Foreman can be an impact guy. Yeah, I think he could be an impact guy. Do I think he's a bell cow guy? No. no. 
I mean, even though he had 914 yards this year, that's solid, especially the splitting carries with Truba Hubbard, but he needs to be splitting carries with somebody else. And I think it's going to benefit him that Justin Fields is going to be such a threat mm, at right. running back. I mean, at quarterback with point. his legs, you know. All eyes are on him. He almost broke a record this year for rushing attempts or rushing yards when it came to the quarterback position. So that's going to be good for Deontay Foreman, but we know no Aaron Rodgers in that NFC North anymore. It's true. And, you know, yeah. Vikings are going to be Oof. the team to lose. I mean, you know, yeah. the team to win it uh, for a lot of people. So I – Bears, they're an interesting team. They're going to be better than they were last year, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs again. It is going to be so weird watching, and really for all the other fan bases, really entertaining to watch the way the NFC North and the way the, AF, uh, the NFC South have just kind of opened up with Brady and Rodgers saying goodbye, in one case switching and in one case retiring. That changes everything in those divisions. So Deontay Foreman and Robert Tunyon end up in Chicago. Some other stories around the NFL. If you're a Cowboys fan, I'll admit I was kind of happy about this one to hear it. I couldn't believe that the Eagles were going to get rid of Darius Slay. I was thrilled, but I couldn't believe it was going to happen. Apparently, somebody just messed up the report. Darius Slay gets a $42 million extension from the Eagles, $23 million guaranteed, and he tweeted out, I'm coming back like I never left. Yeah. Just to kind of – He thought he was gone. Poke the bear, you know, to poke it at the Cowboy and other fans. Him and his wife both tweeted, it's been real, Philly. Appreciate everything y'all done. But, hey, so the fact that they brought him back, uh, that's a big-time get. And, you know – one of the best secondaries in the league. I still don't know what they're going to do with Gardner Johnson. What's going to happen with him? Yeah, there's still a chance he there's, doesn't yeah, stay, he right? Yeah, come back. You know, James Bradbury had a good year, even though he had that hold against Juju Smith-Schuster in the Super Bowl. This was one of the best secondaries in the league. And Darius Slay, big game Slay, was a big reason why. So, 42 mil, three years, that's hefty. It is. I think, you know, Two for around 20, that's where I would have went. But, you know, when you get to the Super Bowl, you deserve a little bit more money. I think yep. that's what his agent threw at the Eagles, and they got what they wanted. By the way, speaking of money, uh, shout out to uh, our afternoon show. Check out Ball Don't Lie every day. The guys were out at Twin Peaks yesterday doing a great job. Uh, shout out specifically to Rod Babers bringing this up. And I hadn't thought of it, but Rod was bringing up the idea of did the Cowboys over – reach a little bit with the Tony Pollard decision because the the tag for him ends up being a little over $10 million. But as he points out, look around the league. Look what running backs are getting. Deontay Foreman just got a year for $3 million. They are not paying a lot of money. So in his estimation, and he just threw out the question, did the Cowboys kind of rush that decision? Should they have just let Tony Pollard have the discussions he wanted to have and then if you wanted to re-up with Tony Pollard, you could have done it for less money, possibly, if, you know, if somebody else didn't pick him up. Now, I would say somebody probably picks him up, and then you, and then you ultimately would lose him. But uh, it was an interesting point. So if you look, as you look around the league, those numbers for running backs, they really are down. They're certainly down below $10 million. Yeah, I mean, comparing Deontay Foreman's contract, I think Tony Pollard – is 10 mil compared to his three mil better. You think he's so worth I, it? I think that's yeah. right. But I hope so. Yeah, Rod has a good point. I mean, you you have to see what the Cowboys draft. And I think that will determine for me if picking up Tony Pollard on the tag or keeping Tony Pollard on the tag was worth it. If they're willing to get somebody mm-hmm. – 
maybe like a B. John Robinson, even though, because they just got Gilmore. People were talking about they need a corner. Well, you just got Stephon Gilmore, and he's going to be here for mm -hmm. a couple of years. So exit that out. Now it's just, for me, tight end, running back. You just signed Van Der Esch two more years. Just signed Wilson. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a lot of guys coming back. So Now don't forget there is that receiver discussion that won't go away. Right. Whether it's Odell Beckham Jr., people want to throw. Uh, well, see, why people, you say him first? People want to throw a DeAndre Hopkins. There we I'm, go. I'm just going in order okay. of how it's been mentioned. Right, right, right. And then there's a DeAndre Hopkins you know, thing that came up. You talked about the uh, Stephon Diggs discussion. Yeah. And whether, how real might that have been? But that would have to be a trade, of course. Um, and then would Hopkins have to be a trade? That's one I haven't looked at is to see if Hopkins I is I think a free so, agent. Chad. I think Hopkins is back. That, that would be a free agent? Okay. Uh, Cameron saying he think that would be a free agent. No, move. a trade. Cam, sorry, let me trade. ask you this. No, sorry, sorry, trade. That would be a trade. Okay, that would have to be a trade. That's what I thought. I thought he had a little bit of time left. Cam, let me ask you. Do you think the Cowboys went a little bit too much with the running back market being what it is right now? Is the Tony Pollard thing a little too hefty now? It was a great point that Rod said because I heard it last night producing their show. Um, I'm just happy that they actually cut Zeke. And so far, they've cleared about, what, $50 million in cap space? I think $45 million right now. You're not, you're not going to re-sign Dalton Schultz. No, Zay's laughing because what moves have the Cowboys done the last 10 years in free agency when it comes to extending players and cutting them? That's been smart. They, they haven't. Right. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. It, it, is, it is true. Uh, the, the Zeke move, you know, had to be made. But then, like Zay's talking about, it's, it's kind of where do you go from there. Uh, Cameron, as you look towards the draft, today, as you sit here, what do you think the Cowboys should look at at 26? Jason Peters was starting at 59 years old in the playoffs, so I think you've got to go with offensive linemen. I, I've seen a lot of tight ends first round. I've seen the Bijan discussion, but – I think you got to get back to the basics. Early 2010s, when they went after Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick and uh, Zach Martin, you know, how did you build one of the best playoff teams or best offenses in Cowboys history? Well, you drafted offensive linemen in the first round. So keep doing it, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see. Defensive line needs a lot of help. Uh, this, the cornerback position will be interesting to see. Uh, with, with Gilly coming, is that just going to be a one-year rental? Um, and then even linebacker, how much more can you trust with Van Der Esch? But in my opinion, you go offensive line. Uh, the other thing the Cowboys just did, there's a few backup quarterbacks getting some deals, and we've seen this happen a lot over the last week or so as we're getting ready for the, the league season to start. But what do you guys think about Cooper Rush? Two-year deal, $5 million. Zay, does that make sense by what he showed this year helping the Cowboys out when Dak Prescott got hurt? Did he, did he earn that? You like him bringing it oh, back? Oh, yeah, he earned that going 4-1. Well, yeah, he earned that, and then some. See what Marcus Mariota got paid to be a backup? Oof. Yeah. Same thing, $5 million, but, yeah. Then just, oh, but well, I thought Marcus Mariota got more than that. It's one year, $5 million. Right, right, okay. Instead of two years, $5 million. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll take Cooper Rush. I mean, I like Marcus Mariota and all as a backup, but yeah. Cooper Rush been in the system. You can trust him. We know Jerry loves his trust of his players, yeah. so – yeah, not bad. Based on what I saw last year, Cameron, I actually liked this move because when he was quarterback, they did what Mike McCarthy said he wanted to do, run the ball, believe in the defense, and all of that. You like this move to reward Cooper Rush? Yeah, both of your all points are correct. He knows the system. You, you can trust him. It's better than 
paying way too much money for you know a Marcus Mariota or Gardner Minshew type. I love Cooper Rush, and you know hopefully he doesn't have to play too much. But we know Dak's history when it comes to injuries. He hasn't been really 100% in a few years. But Cowboys offense seems to trust Kellen Moore. Or, I'm sorry, not Kellen Moore, uh, Cooper Rush. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it, it, a couple years ago, I, I, I kept saying it for year year in and year out, how has no one taken that job from Cooper Rush? Will somebody please take that job from Cooper Rush? I wanted it to be Garrett Gilbert. I wanted it to be all kinds of guys. But at this point, now that he's been there that long and shown you what he did, uh, I do think that makes a, a little bit of sense. Cowboys have never been able to get quarterback or backup quarterback completely figured out. So um, I think that one does make sense for them. Marcus Mariota, we mentioned it one year, $5 million. That's what the Eagles, if we didn't say it. Mariota will be the backup to Jalen Hurts in Philly. That's a good get. Moving forward. That is a good. That's a really good get. That's a good, yeah, good solid backup to have if you need it. And then Mariota with a chance to maybe – you know, move on uh, at some point if he can if he gets any time in Be- Philly. Because what we saw this past year with the Eagles, when Jalen Hurts went out, Nick Sirianni he had to change his defense or offense, excuse me, to fit what Gardner Minshew does well. Where mm-hmm. now Marcus Mariota, his game is a little bit more like Jalen Hurts. You're not going to have to change too much. Mm-hmm. So we know Jalen Hurts; he likes to run, lower his head. Try to run folks over, use that 700-pound squat strength to, you know, every ounce of his ability he tries to use it, and he does that well. But playing like that, you will miss games. So you need a guy that's a little bit similar, even though he's not Jalen Hurts, just a little bit similar, and Marcus Mariota is that. And kudos to Marcus Mariota because some guys think they could, they're still starters. I think he understands at this point of his career, when you got Desmond Ritter taking your spot, yeah, you better be yeah. cool being a backup, bro. By the way, how quickly do you think in a lifting day you learn in Philly that you shouldn't try to lift what Jalen Hurts is lifting? If you're in the quarterback room, like how quickly does that happen? I would imagine that's about a half a day is lifting. When Not even. When that, that's in the meetings. Yeah. The front <laughs> office. Like, don't expect me to be lifting what Jalen's lifting. Like, he's over yeah. there with the linemen and stuff. Yeah. Quarterbacks, we know what we could do. Jalen Hurts. He ain't no normal quarterback. If I'm the team, I'd remind the guy as I'm signing him, in addition to saying this is what we're going to pay you, I'd say this is what Jalen squats. Yeah. This is what you are allowed to squat because we don't <laughs> want you hurting yourself. Please stop. Yeah, with no Aaron Rodgers in the NFC anymore, think about how motivated Jalen Hurts is. Like he's probably thinking this is my division, if not league, because sure. he's so mad about what happened in the Super Bowl because that's one guy, you know, he's not going to sleep until he gets back on that field again. And he's going to train, watch film, mm-hmm. do whatever it takes because you know the statistics on teams that lose in the Super Bowl. It's hard for them to get back. Sure. And it might take years, decades, et cetera. We saw it with John Elway. It took a hot minute for John Elway when he lost that Super Bowl to get back in 97. You know? Yeah. So. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting, too. Rodgers and Brady leaving the NFC. The Cowboys shaking things up on the offensive side of the ball, new offensive coordinator, uh, you know, and all of that. And like you said, they get to the Super Bowl. Um, they are definitely in control of things now, and it'll be Mariota backing up Jalen Hurts. We mentioned Gardner Minshew, so we'll finish it off there. He's going to Indy where, of course, the new coach was the old coordinator in Philly, so he knows Gardner Minshew. So Gardner's going to go and, uh, and be the backup in Indy. So who's starting a draft pick? Uh, well, uh, that's true. Could be the – he's either the stopgap or he's the guy who will back up the kid. 
But to me, that's actually, I, I, like, I like the pickup for them because Gardner Menchu, especially with a guy he's familiar with, that's probably what they're thinking. He can get, he can get you through to the point where you'd say, okay, now we're going we're gonna to start the kid. Yeah, he's got moxie. He's a tough guy. Yeah. Plays hard. And we also know it's this NFL, so nothing's promised. Yeah. But he's just off the field. He's what you hate your quarterback to be. You know, just kooky, weird, living on a bus. You know, a little he, too loose. He, he's just a little too loose. Okay. I need my quarterback just a little more tightened up. What if I could get him to agree to a Quinn Ewers type haircut? Would that change your mind at all? No, because he's a grown ass man. I would... <laughs> <laughs> Quinn Ewers still, you know, I, can get... I don't even think Quinn Ewers could drink yet. What if I can get you a clean shaven, short haired Gardner Minshew rocking a suit? What about that? Would that help you? Man's just going to creep me out. <laughs> Rock in a suit. Here's what's going to creep me out. Him in that uniform is not going to look right. He needs a more vibrant uniform to me. I liked him in Jacksonville because, again, he's a wackadoo. I don't want a wackadoo wearing the Colts uniform. That's yeah. boring. Jim Irsay, what are we doing? Like, why are you bringing him in in the first place? You've got a perfectly good backup right there, Sam Ellinger. Oh, well, you know the answer to that. Irsay probably met, met you at a bar. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, they probably met over <laughs> drinks. That's my guess. Yeah, that's weird. I, that's another guy. If you could get – we all know what a great guy Sam Ellinger is and the, the incredible story and everything. If you could get Sam Ellinger just off to the side, off the record, and get him to talk you through the last couple of years, what kind of stories does he have? It's been rough. Right? It's Ownership rough. and this and that and being pulled one way and this way and you're, you're this guy. Well, now you're going to be this. And, oh, hey, wait a minute. Now you're going to be the starter out of nowhere. What? What's going on? It's and then you, chaos. The battle between coaches and owners and, and you know, all that stuff. That GMs, I mean. Yeah, it, because you're, you're learning these few years in the league that there's a lot of politics involved, you know, with all just the mix and matching and Jeff Saturday and stuff. You're, you're learning early on that there's so many politics, it doesn't really allow you to develop the way that you should be developed. Mm -hmm. You know, guys aren't necessarily earning their keep. The fact that Jeff Sander was just thrown into the fire the way he was, that's a disgrace. And then Jeff pulls Sam and all that stuff. Like, that was, that was a joke last year yeah. in Indianapolis. So, yeah, Sam Ellinger, I, I hope they move him. Like, he needs to be moved because he's not getting – a fair do. Yeah, I would like to see him get another a, a different opportunity as well. Uh, all right, we got our first final of the day. Michigan State did finish off USC 72-62. to 62. The drama still exists, though, for Xavier. Eight minutes, a little over eight minutes to go. They are down eight. 61-53, putting a little bit of a run on. They were down a lot more than that earlier. It's an eight-point game right now. We'll keep you updated. Halftime, UC Santa Barbara up on Baylor, 36-35. And VCU and St. Mary's early on. They're eight minutes first half. And now it is 15-14 VCU. Vermont and Marquette, the next game to tip at about 145. Did you pick Vermont over Marquette? Or do you like, uh, do you like Shaka's team to get that win as a two-seed? We will see. Texas survived the two-seed thing. UCLA survived the two-seed thing. Arizona did not. Well, let's see what happens with Marquette. We are at Twin Peaks Stastny. Come on out, check out the games with us. Also up next, a little Flex 30 segment for you. More offers for the local stars. We're trying to get their names out there so you'll notice them and so the schools will notice them. We'll tell you a couple more coming up uh, from Twin Peaks Stastny. Get on out here. This is the Horn.
All right. So disrespectful. Cameron is not playing around today. It is overrated day on music for Cameron. This is all Cameron's opinion. Please, let's blame him if you're blaming anybody. Beyonce joining the Eagles and Macklemore on the overrated list for Cameron. Cameron, would you like to explain yourself? Yeah, please do. I need to hear this. To the followers of the Queen Bee. Uh, can't think of anyone that makes more mid-music than Beyonce. Uh, only thing she's popular for wow. is being married to Jay-Z, and that's about it. Wow. So disrespectful. Like, you weren't around. I know, Cam, you were born in the upper 90s, so you don't remember the Destiny Child's days, dog. You don't remember. No, 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 no. You don't remember that. You don't remember Bills, 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 and all that. You know, they, they basically had to kick them girls out the group because Beyonce was too big. Come on, Jay-Z, one of the greatest businessmen in the world. You knew it was strategic when he picked her. Oh, 100%. And she said, okay, okay. He ain't going to do that with no, you know, scrub. It's Beyonce. Houston, Texas, the only thing overrated she's done is when she put on that UT jersey, that famous UT pick that she has, she chose David Ash. That's the only thing overrated. Oh, don't. She, I would have I would have went with number 10. You what? know, maybe a number uh, 11, 34, yeah. 34 20, yeah. you know, et cetera, True. the classics. Yeah. But the 14, David Ash, eh, not so much. Right. Now, yeah. David Ash, his arm looked good on Pro Day. That's true. His arm looked good. That's true. David Ash, he look, you know, if XFL makes a call, David Ash will pick it up. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, overrated Beyonce? Come on, Cam. I'm disappointed. All right. I'm disappointed. Cameron adds Beyonce to the overrated list. If you want to help him out, you can get to the Specs text line. Let him know who you think is overrated. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing about music. Literally any artist can be considered overrated, depending on who you're talking about. Uh, I've talked to plenty of people over the years that will pick an artist I love and go, they're so overrated. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> Beyonce, the Eagles, Macklemore. And the bigger the artist, if you think about it, the more chance they have of being overrated because sometimes people just don't get it. So uh, we will see what else Cameron goes with that. We also have a report on your latest superhero. If you're a sports fan, and for most of you that filled out a bracket, you have your superhero wearing an X. Xavier has cut a 13-point lead all the way back down to, well, nothing. Under five minutes to go, and they're tied at 61 they caught Kennesaw State. They just went ahead with a, a free throw. 62-61. Again, though, still about five minutes to go in that game. Halftime, UC Santa Barbara up one on Baylor, 36-35. And it's 19-all VCU and St. Mary's. The Marquette game will tip in about 15 minutes. So Michigan State already won today. If you just tuned in, that was a chalk 7 over 10. And we're going to see if this Kennesaw State thing comes through. Or, again, back to what we were talking about earlier, Zay, if Xavier can survive this thing, Houston is banged up. They are a three seed staring at a one seed that is dealing with a groin injury and a knee injury to their two best players. Not that that's not how they need to think about it right now, but wow, this would be huge if Xavier can survive this game. Yeah, it will be huge. I mean, we know Houston has to play Auburn tomorrow, and that's going to be a big game. I can see Auburn definitely winning that, but yeah, for Xavier, I mean, them making this comeback, that's why you got to play the 40 minutes, Chad, and this is big for the Horns, too, because if the Horns win tomorrow against Penn State, yep. then they might play the winner out of that. Iowa State, Pittsburgh, Xavier game or Kennesaw State game. Who knows? Just 
it's March Madness. Everybody's bracket is mucked up, and then some. Yeah, for you and all the Texas fans listening right now, y'all need to root for Kennesaw State hard. Yeah, I'll take them. Hard right now and see if they can pull this thing off. 62-61, Xavier. We'll keep you updated on that. Let's get you a quick Flex 30 segment. We'll start with those Houston Cougars and talk a little football as well. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, let's just start with a good uh, best wishes and and, uh, good bill of health uh, wishes that we send to Jamal Shedd today. One of the cool things about the Flex segment and FlexATX.com is we get to follow these stories, these kids in high school, they're developing through, and obviously you hope if they dream of playing at the, the next level that they get that chance in college, and then ultimately we get to see them go into the pros. Jamal Shedd is a guy from the local area, from Maynard, who now has ended up in Houston. And that knee injury was pretty evident yesterday, Zay. Let's just hope he's all right. I hope he and Sasser are able to at least give them something against Auburn. Otherwise, that's going to be a tough game for them to get out of. That'll be a tough tough uh, opportunity to get to the Sweet 16 if both those guys are limited. Yeah, Jamal Shad, whether what happens in this tournament, you know, they win or not, he's going to make a lot of money. I don't know if that's going to be in the National Basketball Association, but he could go overseas and make a ton. And overseas, that's good living if you could take it. You know, you don't mm-hmm. got to worry about taxes. They'll pay for your room and stay. They'll give you a chef. They'll give you a whip. Like, it's good living if you could make it over there. So, yeah, I'm very proud of what he's done. I know that Maynard community is proud. And just yesterday, I don't know if he knocked knees with somebody or if it's just a straight-up, like, knee strain or knee injury. But he was very hobbled. And with no sasser, I think, you know, there's a couple guys. You look at Cam Jones and Tyler Kolick at Marquette, but – you know, they arguably one of the best backcourts in the nation, Sasser and Shed. Yeah. And for Kelvin Sampson, if you don't have those guys, I know they got Walker down low and Chaney and a couple of the big guys that crashed the offensive boards extremely well. But they need Sasser and Shed if they want to get to where they want to go, and that's back to the Final Four. Yeah, a lot of folks out Maynard Way watching that Houston team with uh, heavy interest. So we, let's hope Shed's going to be all right and maybe Sasser's able to go and the training staff able to get him ready for that Auburn game tomorrow. A couple other quick flex notes here. We've been saying the name Marcus Boswell a lot lately. He's the stud out of Lake Travis, going to be a senior this next year, listed as a running back slash linebacker on his Twitter page. 6'2", 200, uh, baseball track, plays a lot of sports, an all-around athlete, and now he's got an offer from Oregon State to add to his list. So I'm pulling up the list here, Zay. I see North Texas, Texas State, Tulane, UTSA, uh, Wyoming, and now you add Oregon State. Oh, look, there's also one from Colorado on this list. Dion. How about that? Now, to be fair, I don't know if that was an offer before or after Dion was there, but uh, I want to say that was post Dion. I remember, I think I remember Boswell tweeting that he was heading out there to see Dion and the other coaches. So uh, a shout out to Marcus Boswell. If you don't know the name, learn that before we get to college or excuse me, high school football season. Also, we've talked about the name Chad Otutu from Weiss. This is another member of the class of 2024 and Kansas 
has offered Otutu as well. So congrats to those guys. Remember, go to flxatx.com for the info there. Uh, you can go at flxatx on your social media uh, accounts. And also, next week, next Wednesday, the Wednesday Night Flex will return at 7 o'clock on the 22nd. Yeah, Chad, I was at the Lake Travis Cibolo Steel playoff game this past year, and Marcus Boswell, he was all over the field. I mean, he was huge in that game. I was actually at the game before that where they beat Round Rock. And, okay. You know, he's a huge part of that defense. Um, he's going to put on more weight, you know, but if he does that, then that three-star could move up to a four. So and he, I think he's capable of doing that. Great speed. Bucky Gobble will tell you that. And, yeah, he, he's a solid player. The Commits are, I'm sorry, the just recruits, they're going to keep on coming in. Different offers. Different are offers are going to keep on yeah. coming in for them. Heck of a player. Yeah, that's another thing that's fun to watch. And we've, we've seen it happen now in the early stages of, uh, of this flex project and everything. But just watching that, those, that offer list change and watching the number of offers go up. So much up. fun. Yeah, it's, it's really cool for these guys. So a shout-out to Boswell uh, and all those other guys that are going to get opportunities in the area. If you know of somebody that's getting those offers, if you've got videos to send, there's a lot of cool stuff on flex if you haven't seen it. Uh, there was a, a track and field race that was posted recently. A lot of cool weightlifting stuff gets posted on there. Go check it out at Flex ATX. All right, coming up at 2, we will continue to check the scoreboard. It's under four minutes to go, and it's 63-all between Kennesaw State and Xavier. A huge game when it comes to what the Longhorns are looking at and what the Houston Cougars are looking at in the tournament. So we're going to keep you updated on that one. Also up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. We know where we're at today. We're at Twin Peaks, Stastny. Come out and see us to watch the games. Get your excuses together. they got all kinds of green liquid, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic, for you here. If you want to come out and celebrate St. Patrick's Day, we hope you are having a great Friday. This is The Horn. Oh, my God. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. Ruined your black tie fair. Okay, there's a lot of things last going on here. Know, Number one, Cameron's one playing Garth Brooks because he thinks he's overrated. Today is about overrated artists for Cam. So he's adding Garth to Beyonce, the Eagles, and Macklemore. My yeah, Cam's out of control. My argument against this particular choice is I don't know if you could call Garth overrated because he's so big and rated that he's made it so you cannot search one of his songs to play it on the show, so Cam has to play a song sung by somebody else. This has to be a cover. It has to be, because Garth has made it to, okay, wait a minute, does that make him overrated? All right, Cam, I kind of see maybe where you're leaning. Am I, am I close? It's just uh, the wrong song on YouTube, I guess. I was going for Garth no, Brooks, no, but this is no, not Garth impossible. Brooks. No, no, it's, again, that's not on you. Garth makes it to where you can't do it. You could have tried for an hour. Garth, uh, Prince, and I can't, there's, there's probably some others I'm not thinking of. They make it literally impossible for you to find their stuff on a basic search. You can't find it on Spotify. You can't just pull up the song. Like Garth has some special deal with, you know, maybe one particular service. And really? If you, maybe if you've got that service, you're good. Otherwise, go try to find a Garth. Go ahead and try to stream some Garth Brooks today. It's going to be tough. 
Garth makes it really difficult. So, Cam, you are not a Garth guy. You think he's a little overcooked? Actually, this is more just what my dad thinks. Uh, I don't really have an opinion on Garth Brooks. Great song. Uh, it's fun when it comes on in, in the bars or whatnot. Um, but yeah. I'm just going for uh, the Twitter replies, the Specs text line that's been blowing up all yeah. day. I'm just I'm, I'm an aggregator there. I'm in full-on ESPN Legion Hoops aggregator mode right now. Yeah, you are on that. You are definitely in that mode. So uh, a shout-out to Garth and Beyonce and the Eagles and Macklemore, whether you love them or you think they're a little overrated. They've all been on the show today. This game with Kennesaw State and Xavier still tied. There's a little less than 35 seconds to go. It's 67 all. And like we talked about, this is Houston's region. This is the Longhorns region. And this is the number three seed that may be about to get kicked out. They were down 13, but they fought all the way back. It's been a hell of a game, Zay. Xavier is trying to survive this thing. It's all you want to do. Don't matter how you win. You can win by 30. You could win by one. It all counts the same. Just survive in advance, baby. Yep, they are trying to do it since they are the higher seed. Xavier, of course, rocking the whites. And uh, they just missed a shot down low. I'm not sure. Was there a foul called on that one? Yeah, yeah. that's a foul. Looks like a free throw coming. 18 seconds to go. Again, if you're a Texas fan, just by the nature of things, you want Kansas State to pull this off because then the three seed would get kicked out of your, uh, for your particular region. So we'll continue to watch that game. Baylor comes out of the half and puts a little run on UC Santa Barbara. It's 48-43 Bears, 14 minutes to go in that game. St. Mary's up 29-28 on VCU. They are about to go to the half, but that game is very close. And the Marquette game has now been pushed back a tad. They're going to tip at about 150. So Vermont Marquette just about to tip off. But the big excitement is around this Xavier-Kennesaw State game. Seriously, Zay, did you hear anyone tell you they'd pick Kennesaw State? Nope. I hadn't heard one person. Not one person person you, you had certain 13 yeah. uh, 314s and 413s and all that that, that had, wasn't it no I was not hearing that one at all everyone was assuming that Xavier was getting through there uh that was not a 14 I heard the UC Santa Barbara talk we talked about that just out of Baylor you know anti-Baylor pettiness um didn't hear a lot of people talking about uh really the four, you know a lot of the 14s didn't get talked about 314s we didn't talk about we talked about 413s but for some reason, I think a lot everybody just thought the threes were going to advance because they are Gonzaga, K-State, Baylor, and Xavier. Just felt like they were going to advance. Looks like Xavier hit one of the two free throws. A timeout for Kennesaw State coming back. So it's going to be 12.8 seconds to go. They've advanced to half court. It'll be half court set for Kennesaw State. And a bucket wins the game. Yeah, these are always the tough decisions because do you want to – take the very last shot, you know, with around five seconds left, or do you want to shoot it around 10 seconds to maybe give you a second chance for an offensive rebound and a putback? A lot of coaches choose that route just because that one shot, you just never know. But when you're somebody like Kennesaw State and you're not supposed to be here and you're not supposed to win this game, maybe you go for it at the very end. If I have a play I love, let's go. Yeah. We're Kennesaw State. Yeah, well, you got to lose. Take your shot. Yeah, I would do. If, if we have a play we love and we've been practicing it over and over again, if it's a special play that we always – that ends our practice, right? End of every practice. We have a – all right, guys, we're running the out-of-bounds, our big out-of-bounds play. This is the one that's going to win us a tournament game. If you've been doing that, repping it over and over and over again, run it. Yeah. Run that one shot, and if you miss it, you miss it. Go home. Yeah. Use your timeouts, Tony Bennett. 
Oh, that's true. If you use your freaking timeout, you're the coach. You see your guy struggling with the ball. Ref, you're running to the ref. You're running to the half court line. Timeout, timeout, timeout. Instead, Clark just flings it. Wait, are you insinuating that a head coach should see that situation <laughs> and call a timeout instead of his point guard that's being covered by two guys? Is, am I asking for a lot? Is oh. that a bit much? Well, that, that's crazy talk right there. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like I'm asking for a I lot mean, here. How dare you, especially since that coach has won a national championship. Yeah. He was a little bit too jokingly yesterday on the presser, too, laughing and smiling like, well, this is the tournament. This is how it goes. Sometimes yeah. you win, sometimes you lose. I kept thinking, you know some of these guys don't, didn't get that ring, right, Coach? You know that, right? Yeah, that, like Y'all didn't win this last year. Every one of your guys didn't win the thing last year. I know. He's acting like he's still drinking that champagne at home. Like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, that was, that was not good. Uh, all right, so it will be Kennesaw State with one last shot. Uh, let's go where we at in society with Zay. We'll hit the sounder and then tell you what happens here. Where are we at in society today? Anything particular you wanted to talk about today? Yeah, Zay? go to Twitter. Go to Twitter, Chad. Right, go to Twitter. Because we're going to go to the NBA. I actually have two stories. One story is a little bit too important for where we at. So Ooh. we're going to get to it at the 2 o'clock and talk about it briefly because it impacts the NBA a lot and it's just a nut story. Okay. This story... A little bit more mild, but still a little bit funny. Memphis Grizzlies forward Dylan Brooks has been five, fined 35000 for an unsportsmanlike act of shoving a cameraman on the sideline after pursuing a loose ball. Go check it out. Wow. Yeah. Hit a cameraman. By the way, Kennesaw State had a shot. It was blocked. Rebound Xavier. They have the ball, and they're up one. Ugh. Drive to the basket. And a block. Block, big man. Look like a really good block. I'm sure they'll look at it for five minutes here to double check because it's, it's this version of, of college basketball. They love their replays. They may go check it. But, uh, That's clean. Yeah, 1.6 to go. Xavier's got the ball and a one-point lead. What are we checking, Goldton? Okay, that was so. clean. All right, so this, this video here is going to show me what Dylan Brooks did. Yes, yeah, so he shoved the crap out of a cameraman. And we're trying to see if he should have been fined the 35000 that he was fine. All right, we're going in. With, oh, I don't know. if $35,000? He pushed them. 30, 35 grand? I mean, you know, I don't. I, I think we were, we, were, we were finishing the act of trying to get back on the floor there, weren't we? Wasn't that, wasn't, that a, wasn't that a momentum discussion? We're trying to get back on the floor? Go ahead, Cam. Do you think the fine is because of Dylan Brooks's actions all season long? It's not just this one incident, yes. right? It's been the entire season. It is a season. reputation fine. Absolutely, Cam. It is a reputation fine because Dylan Brooks is flat out dirty oh, okay. and talks crap yeah. to people like, yeah. you know, talks crap to people like Luca. He ain't, he ain't afraid to talk crap about them. He said something about the other day, like, yeah, I get them not playing Luka and Kyrie against us. You don't want to come back and get a physical team like us. Oh, good grief. Okay, by the way, on a rewatch, yeah, that's a shove. You can't that's do that. That's a shove. You could you, go help up the cameraman. And you I don't do that. I don't know the math of $35,000 versus what you could give him, but that's cheap. You're right. That's cheap. That's low. You don't need NBA players doing that stuff. And all eyes are on y'all's franchise with what John Morant's going through and the Grizzlies all eyes are on y'all so people are going to be wondering and looking at y'all as y'all got to set an example and this ain't it 
you already can't stand Miami overnight due to Ja wilding out. Yeah. They had to go home. Ain't that something? That's one of the best parts about a road trip uh, uh, for a Western Conference team. Going to Miami, wilding out, live nightclub, South Beach. Mm -hmm. You know? But they can't do it now because Ja messed it up. So you got Dylan Brooks out here pushing folks, and Cam's exactly right. If he didn't have a bad reputation, this would have been maybe 5,000, 10K at best. But Dylan Brooks, he's been, you know, getting into it with a lot of people. Shannon Sharp, the Lakers, That's there was right. that incident. Yeah, that was the Shannon thing. Yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah. Dylan Brooks, he a fool. Boy, that is a crazy team right now. A lot of distractions uh, around that uh, around that particular team. Speaking of a team, Xavier trying to survive. They hit both free throws, 70-67, 2.6 to go. Kennesaw State's got to go length of the floor in 2.6 and hit a three-pointer. They get it the inbound in, shot is up, and it is <sighs> no good. So Longhorn fans, you don't get the three seed kicked out of your region. Xavier survives somehow, and I think he might have landed out of bounds there if, if, in terms of where his foot was. I'm not sure. Uh, they'll take a look at that. Maybe there's still a little time, but either way, he's yeah, he was out, be able to run that clock out. Yeah, he stepped out of bounds, didn't he? Okay, yeah. so that shot wouldn't have even been good if he'd hit a crazy one. If he'd uh, you know, hit the butler shot there or the almost butler shot from that one year, it would not have counted. So... Uh, that one looks like it is about to go final, the, one, the first crazy one of the day. So they're going to put 2.3 back on. Now Xavier's going to get another free throw, and if they hit one, it will be Ball over. Yeah, going to be over with one more free throw. So survival here for Xavier. That was a wild, wild game. Uh, another update here, under 12 timeout now in the second half for Baylor. They're stretching it a little bit on UCSB. 54-45, Baylor by nine. Halftime, St. Mary's up on VCU, 29-28. And Marquette and Vermont have tipped. It's 7-5 Marquette early going there. They haven't gotten to the first media time out. Uh, a lot of good craziness in the tournament. Yesterday, we started with the early craziness. Last night, a lot of domination, including, of course, the Longhorns whipping Colgate by 20. Uh, we talked a lot about that. Inbound for Kennesaw. They hit both free throws, by the way. That one's done. 72-67. Xavier survive in advance. They barely got it done. Yeah, that's heartbreaking for Kennesaw State because you're up by double digits with 10 minutes to go, and that's why you got to play the full 40. Shout out to Xavier for sticking with it and switching up the matchups, changing the game plan a little bit, and coming back and winning this game. That's huge. So the winner of Penn State and Texas would face the winner of now Xavier. And, of course, that Iowa State hit game is coming up a little later on. So, uh, so far, the seeding has gone, at least for the big seeds, the two and the three have both advanced there in the Midwest. Uh, all right, we do uh, where we at in society every day, about 145. More interesting stuff out of the NBA from Zay. That league just can't stop being dramatic. There's always a story. There's always something going on. Yeah, wait till you hear this one, Chad. And now we got a dude shoving somebody, and now there's another story that we've got to do in a different segment because it's such a big one. Give me a, give me a preview. Who does it involve? 
Golden State Warriors. Oh, okay. All right. So I know why you saved it. All right. Yeah, they're, uh, they're kind of a big deal. All right. Defending champs with a story that we've got to get into. We also have been talking NFL notes today. We'll reiterate some of those big ones, including the Cowboys re-upping their backup quarterback and a former Longhorn with a new home. We'll get you all of that and keep you updated on these scores. And, of course, we're getting ready for Texas' next opponent, Penn State. We'll tell you about when they're going to play. Texas women get the tournament started this weekend. we got a lot going on. We'll get it all set up for you. We are at Twin Peaks, I-35, and Stastny. Come see us. It's the Horn.